0: My name is Bertie, and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am in control of my abilities.
1: My name is Robert, and I'm a paranormal investigator. That means I'm researching and deep diving unexplained phenomena. I grew up in a haunted house, but now I am investigating hauntings around the world.
0: Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. Welcome to the Spirit Diaries Podcast. In our first five seasons, we shared true stories of growing up haunted. After that series ended, we launched our Paranormal Investigation series on YouTube. So if you're looking for something to watch, go over there and watch it for free now. In this podcast, we will cover all things spooky, paranormal, and unexplained. I'm your host, Bertie, along with my co-host, Robert. Hello. Let's deep dive into the world of Weird. So before we get started, we just want to say a huge thank you to all the support you all have given the podcast. It's been amazing. If you would like to support us further, please go check out patreon.com speardiaries where we share behind the scenes, video clips, photos, and resources from our episodes and podcasts, as well as a book of the month. So we would love if you check that out. We also have our shop over on etsy.com slash shop slash spirit diaries, where we sell our handmade candles, incense. We also have some mementos from our episodes, such as my drawings of spirits, our Polaroids and fun stuff like that over there, as well as t-shirts. So if you'd like to further support the podcast, those proceeds go directly back into helping us record more episodes and go on more paranormal adventures. So today, we're going to be talking about The Hat Man.
1: And I have no idea what this is. <laughs> <laughs> this finally hit one that I've n- I've never heard of before.
0: You know, I had never, ever heard of The Hat Man either. This is something that one of our listeners suggested we cover over on Twitter. And I I was intrigued because I'm like, The Hat who? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's The Hat Man? So I, I also had never heard of this. So this was really fun to sort of dig into. So I guess to talk about the Hat Man, we can't leave out mentioning that in 2001, Timothy M. Brown Jr. started the Hat Man Project, where they are documenting encounters with the Hat Man into this huge database all over the world. Anybody who's experienced the Hat Man, they are collecting those stories. So if you are looking to read some personal accounts, definitely go over and check out the Hat Man Project. Which is so cool. It sort of hits me as like this like Mothman type huge thing that so many people are encountering, but it's not geographically located.
1: Right. It's just kind of anywhere people are.
0: Right. So let's talk about when people see the Hat Man. So people report seeing the Hat Man during sleep paralysis episodes.
1: Which is super strange because I've heard a lot of the time that it's like an old hag that people report as well.
0: Right. Well, see, that is more traditional with more medieval type situations. That was like the old hag. And mm-hmm. even today, there is that old hag feeling of sleep paralysis and the pressure on your chest. Right. But this is something different. This is where people are having sleep paralysis and they all report seeing this shadow figure with a hat and a trench coat. Interesting. Right. So where where is this coming from? So before we jump into that, I'm going to talk about the last time I personally had sleep paralysis. I have only had sleep paralysis twice in my life. Once was actually just like well, belief last week. Um, I have a lot of chronic illnesses that cause a lot of severe pain. And my pain got to unbearable levels. And I was very upset, crying and writhing in bed. And it was late at night. I didn't want to bother Robert. So I moved out to the couch and I curled up with our kittens and I went to sleep for a bit. So I had this sleep paralysis episode where I thought I had heard somebody walking down the hall and I immediately tried to look And I realized I was sleep paralyzed and I couldn't. So whenever I have sleep paralysis, I just like start screaming and like trying to thrash until I can. And as soon as I jumped out of it and I was fully awake, I continued to hear these footsteps and I thought it was you coming to check on me. And to further that, I heard, hey, you okay? And... It wasn't your voice and the footsteps were too light. So I got so freaking scared (laughs) that I came back to bed and I was like, you can deal with me crying because (laughs) I'm not sleeping out there because we had an entity in our house. Now, this was not the hat man. Right. The other time I had sleep paralysis was when I was in high school and I was sleeping in my childhood bed, which after years I, I grew up. Without having an underneath the bed. I stopped having an under the bed around eight years old. Um, I asked my parents if I could not have an under the bed. So we had this bed thing with like drawers underneath to where it was a solid piece of wood. Mm -hmm. And then after those fell apart, I just had my mattress directly on the ground for a majority of my life. But when I got into late high school, my parents were like, we really should stop letting you just sleep with a mattress on the floor. Let's get you a bed frame. They got a bed frame, and it was this slatted, like, poles underneath. It was held up um, just by, like, these decorative poles on each side. It was supposed to be, like, this beachy bohemian look. Hmm. Um, And there were these, like, metal poles, and... I woke up, but I was sleep paralyzed and I heard something running its fingers along the poles and it was making that like sound and it ran from the bottom of the bed up to my head. Um, I came out of sleep paralysis and I looked beside me and I had my laptop charger. The laptop charger shifted and moved and then you heard the back down hmm. the poles. And uh, after that, I moved my mattress back to the floor and they got rid of that bed frame because I was like, I'm not having it. Not having it. Not having it under the bed. There was something running its little fingers under there. So scary.
1: (laughs) You know, that almost, I feel like, correlates with our last episode a little bit with the imps. Like, that's a very impish behavior Mm. sounding.
0: Yeah, see, I would say it was an imp, but I... I truly feel like in that moment it was a long fingernailed creature. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how to say this besides like a psychic feeling. Right. That yeah. I truly felt like it was nails clicking down um the poles just with the sound it made. Um I think we were dating at that time. I and I think so. I called you and was like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is super weird because it's like, why would that happen for any other reason other than to just weird you out?
0: It wouldn't. My my childhood was full of spirits just absolutely trying to scare the living crap out of me. And my parents' house has the craziest stuff in there. Oh, goodness.
1: Oh, and I mean, I, I've never had any experiences like that under the bed because I've always had an under the bed. Mm-hmm. And... I've never had sleep paralysis either. Like, my under the bed experience was cool. Like, that's where I hit all my cool stuff. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) so you
0: never had a sleep paralysis episode?
1: No, I've never had sleep paralysis to where I woke up and I was paralyzed. I've had dreams where, like, I was like, I couldn't move, but. I've never had anything to where I woke up and seen something in the room or anything like that.
0: Oh, So it's super rare. They actually didn't think it happened to most people. But in a 2011 study by Sharpless and Barber, they discovered that 20% of the general population actually has experienced sleep paralysis episodes. So that's a huge amount of people who've experienced this. Yeah. And a lot of those people are reporting seeing the Hat Man.
1: That's interesting. And what I want to know is, did they know about the Hat Man beforehand as an urban legend or... It was that their first experience and they had no idea and were like, oh, this is weird.
0: Well, psychologists have an answer for that. So the only time I've personally ever seen somebody who matches the description of a hat man. So a man with a wide brimmed hat and a trench coat is when I was mowing the grass on a cloudy day. It was right after COVID had hit. Everybody was on lockdown. There was a lot of panic in the air. But we have neighbors who are just real Jerks, And they were being jerks to people who got COVID. They were posting horrible things on social media. They were putting signs outside their house, making fun of people. Um, Definitely didn't social distance. They were some of the people who were screaming that COVID wasn't real and the people dying didn't exist. It was all some hoax. Um, Real (laughs) asshats. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, these people are also the kind of people who have still to this day been taking advantage of COVID relief programs while they don't need them. Um, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of that. They're just absolute jerks about life. Um, but anyways, I'm mowing the grass and I see this entity who I refer to as the buzzard man uh, walking towards their house and like, you just knew like, shit was gonna go down.
1: It's about to go down.
0: Yeah, I kind of got this like vigilante sort of feeling from him. So he was, like I said, he was in a wide-brimmed hat. He was in the trench coat. He was shadow figure-esque. Um, and he actually looked so cool. Um, his trench coat was like frayed and falling apart into like black mist at the end. Just a total what you would think of like an entity to look like in slowly departicalizing apart mm-hmm. um he looked like. And I called him the Buzzard Man because there was two buzzards um trailing him, like real buzzards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the coolest thing in the entire world. So, anyways, that that that's my that's my only thing with them. Ever since then, those people have been plagued with horribly bad luck. And I, I think it's to attribute to the bu- buzzard man. But again. When I thought about this experience, it still doesn't correlate to this Hatman. So I was like, dang it, not that one either. <laughs>
1: so close. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So anyways, back to where the hat man comes from is believed to be from pop culture. So seeing shadowy figures during sleep paralysis episodes is actually nothing new. Uh, but psychologists think the hat man imagery specifically stems from Freddy Krueger and likewise horror films. Which is cute, but if you're like me, you've never seen them. And I've still seen people who match the imagery of the Hatman. So I would be one to advocate for people having Hatman experiences without having seen Freddy Krueger. And there are experiences that attribute people seeing these entities without having seen horror films. And I personally have never seen the Freddy Krueger movie or movies. I, I haven't ever seen those. So I don't I don't believe that I, I know that's a really cute thing to say in psychology like oh it's on your subconscious but
1: and do people experience fear when they see the Hat Man?
0: Um, some do, some do not.
1: Because it's just like for, for me, and, and I'm the cynical realist at times. <laughs> I my brain would go, "Why is there a dude in a hat in my room?" Like, like the the thought of it. I guess it's one of those things where it's like I don't know if it's one of those things to kind of go along with like things are way scarier in your dream like if you have a really bad dream and then you go to tell someone you sound like a raving psychopath Mm -hmm. is it just is it scary because you're asleep and your brain's in dream mode and like things just seem distorted and creepy or is it actually like something that inspires fear
0: right and i think a big question for people too is how are humans all having this joint hallucination or is it an actual entity right So, um, others do claim that the Hat Man was what inspired Freddy Krueger. They fight the notion that Freddy Krueger has inspired recent sightings of the Hat Man in the first place. So, I looked into the director of who created Freddy Krueger, and it's Wes Craven, and he created Freddy Krueger because he saw a shadowy figure outside of his bedroom as a child in a hat and a trench coat. Now, he did not say this person was a spirit Uh, To me, it sounded like a person, and he said this person looked at him in his second-story bedroom. This man tried to then get inside their building, and Wes's older brother ran at him with a baseball bat, but before his brother could get to the front door, the man was inexplicably gone and nowhere to be seen. So... This isn't specifically paranormal or sleep paralysis related that inspired Freddy Krueger, but some fans still claim that this was a supernatural experience. Wait, 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 wait. I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces, perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to SpiritDiaries.etsy.com. That's S P I R I T D I A R I E S. dot E T S Y. dot C-O-M, and indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. Hey! It's Bertie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spiritdiaries. Yep, Go watch it right now, subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spiritdiaries. I can't believe we did it. And I personally am going to lean on the side that what this director experienced, unless he says otherwise, but just based on the information I could find, I'm going to side here that it's on the explained side and this was just some creepy real dude. Sounds like a
1: crazy person. Or a 1950s time-traveling detective.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, weird stuff like this happens. Weird stuff like this happens. Weird people exist. And I understand a lot of people haven't had these experiences. But when I was a kid, we had this lady knock on our front door and my parents opened it and I was standing right there and she was frantic. She was yelling and she was like, you are my daughter. You were stolen from me at birth. And I'm like, what? you dang it like <laughs> i thought i was supposed to be a millionaire who came and got me one day <laughs> harry potter would have been cool too i've accepted a hogwarts letter hagrid could have come like but you
1: early man in the trench coat <laughs> showed up at your door going you're a wizard you would have really gotten in the, in the car with them
0: oh man that's awful <laughs> i probably would have
1: oh. <laughs> a giant guy with a beard you're a wizard birdie. If All th- right, I'm in. Where's my wand? If the hat man... <laughs> Hands you a stick.
0: No, it's like if the hat man showed up and was like, hey, you want to go to Hogwarts? I, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Jump
1: on my broom.
0: Oh, no. So anyways, this lady was swearing that I was stolen at birth. I hid in my brother's room, very much like Wes. I had an older brother who was like, I'm going to take care of you. He actually drew this sword he had got at the flea market from the wall and stood on guard at his room with this sword um, until she left. And I think the cops came and got her and she had broken out of an asylum. And for some reason, our house uh, was on a street very similar to one she lived on several blocks away, but the way the road was shaped was the same. She thought it was her house. She thought I was her daughter. It was a psychotic break. Very, very scary, but things like that could happen. So I don't think Freddy Krueger was inspired by a paranormal event, Unless, unless the director says otherwise. And then I'd completely take back what I said. I'm just arguing in the sake of, it could be completely explained.
1: That just goes along with my theory that the living are way scarier than the dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> in
1: paranormal entities in general.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. But basically, uh, psychologists and scientists explain the purpose of postural atona or paralysis is to prevent our bodies from acting out what we're doing during REM. And thankful for me this exists because I won't get punched by Robert, who's Frequently fighting zombies in his sleep.
1: <laughs> I fight everybody in my sleep. I think I think there's actually a secret fight club in my brain, and I'm just constantly beating people up.
0: Yeah, but luckily this paralysis is to prevent us from doing that when we sleep. And I mean, thankful for me, I would just be flying around a room all night because I fly in almost every one of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so this helps me to uh, not you to not wake up next to me, and I'm just like floating on the ceiling.
1: That would be hysterical.
0: <laughs> so sleep paralysis occurs when the person is left feeling trapped inside their body and is unable to speak or move. So various studies between 2013 and 2015 documented that people who had these episodes were all reporting hallucinations. These experiencers reported seeing menacing intruders in their bedroom. They all seemed to be these shadowy figures, whether with a hat or without a hat. This one thing seemed to be the same and it was all that they were reporting seeing figures. So Jalal and Ramachandran have attributed a disturbance to the right periodal cortex to the reasoning why we have hallucinations. Studies have shown that the visions of a shadow person is basically hardwired into us. Just something humans do. Meaning that other studies of electrical stimulation and the temporal parietal junction, so where the temporal and parietal lobes meet, can stimulate the feeling of shadow like people standing around you. Hmm. So, are we to say that none of this is paranormal and these hat man experiences are all explained by our brains just being little funky, chunky bunches? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really weird. So why would we hallucinate that? That's such a weird, like, what is the evolutionary reasoning for, you know, seeing intruders? Just
1: (laughs) constantly looking over your shoulder, making sure no one's sneaking up on you type of feeling. Like, oh, no there's a bad guy in my house type of feeling.
0: Right, that's so weird. So researching this further, they've given the Hatman hallucination the explanation of our mirror neuron system, which means our brain cells will respond when we perform an action, such as picking up a glass of water. Those neurons are like, whoa, you're picking up a glass of water. But those brain cells were also captured firing when we are watching someone else pick up a glass of water. So the same thing our brain thinks when we pick up a glass of water, those neurons are mirroring when we see somebody else do it.
1: Like a monkey see, monkey do type of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Neuroscientists have attributed our mirror neuron systems to allowing us to see the world from a different perspective. When I first read that, my first thought was like, okay, well, that might explain having out-of-body experiences. Right. But why would that attribute us to seeing a figure? Especially a shadow figure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really strange. And most Hatman experiences during sleep paralysis are seeing somebody else while in body. They're not out of body seeing this, they are in their bodies, they are feeling trapped, and they are seeing something standing in front of them. Right so researchers have also explained this they claim that this is the mirror neuron systems also having multiple outputs so it can create a dual body experience where you have a feeling of being outside your body while fully being in your body as well so science basically says it is all your brains it is all these mirror neurons this is totally normal sleep paralysis was designed to help us to keep us safe and protected and these figures you're seeing are simply your brain projecting your body outside of you and inside of you and it's not a spiritual experience in the slightest
1: so what I want to test (laughs) is next time any of you get sleep paralysis and you see something weird try to make it breakdance with your mind (laughs) I want you to try to influence this the thing not in a creepy way make it do something silly and see if it if it responds like I always hear people say with sleep paralysis like it comes closer to them or they feel the pressure of it sitting on their chest or something like try to fight through that and almost make it funny I would want to see if that could break whatever like creepiness thing is happening in your brain to make you have that that fear reaction to what is Explained as a normal, like, mental thing to happen.
0: Right. And I think what's interesting to me is reading some of the Hatman stories, people have had some wild experiences that are just a little more than seeing like a body projected outside of yourself. It's not always just, Oh, there's a person standing there. And I still think it's weird that they're all wearing the hat and the trench coat or so many of them are. It's like, oh, I still don't think we can attribute that purely to modern horror films and Freddy Krueger. Like I said, I've never seen those movies. I've never seen any horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only one I've ever made it through was Polter. No, I didn't watch Poltergeist. What is that movie with the kid? Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. I've watched that. Um, once, a very long time ago. Uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think I've... I didn't even watch Beetlejuice. That was too scary. So, I, I just... I don't know. I can't say... I-, I just... I have to make the argument for people like me who haven't seen those things. And, I mean... I've seen figures that are dressed like this. I've seen shadow people not while asleep. So it's like, how do you explain these experiences lasting longer than sleep paralysis or these experiences in sleep paralysis where it continues for a prolonged period of time or that this figure says something spooky or there's some psychicness connected to this experience. What, what about those?
1: It seems like seeing the hat and trench coat could just be, like a more modern take on like a hooded cloaked figure or something right it's is the hat and trench coat just how you're identifying it seeing as though it's a shadow figure and you can't really see details
0: yeah and some people say that they think it's like an omen of death some people think it's an omen of good um, it, there's a lot of theories surrounding it, and honestly, I couldn't find any theory that was paranormal that was very much concurrent with each other. They all sort of branch out into a million different directions. So, if you've had a Hatman experience, we've loved to hear it over on Twitter. Go ahead and tell us all about it, and tell us what you think. Do you think the Hatman is purely just these neurons in our brain and all these lobes touching each other and rubbing up against each other, and <laughs> making some shadow figures? Or do you think it's, you know, something more? Maybe it's a little of both, you know? Maybe for some people it is purely science explained and maybe some people truly do have these paranormal encounters. But, you know, at this point, I I have to side... I think I'm gonna side with science on this one. I think I might, I might go a little bit with science in terms of seeing just a shadow figure... I will side with the paranormal in terms of if other stuff happens. So like during my sleep paralysis episodes, I both encountered paranormal activity both times that weren't attributed to shadow figures. And I do think certain sleep paralysis episodes can be attributed to shadow figures and dreaming in general is a very psychic thing. I, you mm-hmm. know, I get a lot of information in my dreams psychically and I know you have as well.
1: It's so- like I think it's just that time where your brain's firing more than any other time that's when you're Mm -hmm. processing all the day and literally everything around you, your environment, your thoughts, it's all processing. So it's like it makes sense that it would be more open to weird things happening or Mm -hmm. errors in your brain. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I also think that this is a really cool explanation of how science and the paranormal can start working together because they're explaining some of these things. And it's like keep pushing, keep looking because you're going to figure out More stuff. I I totally think the paranormal can be explained by science. Maybe not by our current science terms or standards, but we are on the brink of it with a hat man. I mean, they are they can explain why we see shadowy figures. So it's like, push a little further and figure out what else is going on.
1: Time for everyone to get those cool brain helmets.
0: (laughs) Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Spirit Diaries.
1: Thank you.